Hi, I'm Dr. John Lakey. And I'm Dr. Payman Danielport. We're board-certified plastic surgeons and hosts of the podcast Forever Young. Join us every Tuesday as we share the latest products and procedures in the never-ending quest to help our patients look and feel their very best. The world of cosmetic surgery is constantly improving. Join us on the cutting edge. Forever Young is available wherever you get your podcasts. The following content is not suitable for children. So this is part two of the Withdrawer World. And we're going to talk about what withdrawers need. And we know that withdrawers don't always like to think about that they need something. So this is this is going to be a tough one. But George is going to help us. Right, G? You too, Laurie. Withdrawers, listen up. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. So, you know, I think about two clients who they're, they're both male, and they're both withdrawers, and their strategies are very different. Mm-hmm. But with their partners, you know, these strategies of working hard or being intellectually astute, you know, just leave their partners cold all yep. the time. And But I, I see how much these men need, and I also see how, how scary it is for them to even begin to consider that they have needs. Yep. You know, that has just not been safe in their lives. And so, you know, they need some basic things from their partner. Mm-hmm. They often want their partner to be happy. That's what gives them success. Okay, I'm I'm doing good in the world because my partner is happy. You know, but but really they have needs inside that their partner would I believe both partners would be willing to meet these needs. Yeah. Our job is to open up space so those needs could emerge. It's not their fault they don't know. Mm-hmm. They haven't had the help to put words to it. And yeah. what's so tragic, what most withdrawers or their partners don't understand is every time there is a need mm-hmm. and they don't know how to put words to it mm-hmm. and therefore they don't ask for it, that need still doesn't get met. Right. And every time that need doesn't get met, it strengthens the likelihood that's not going to happen the next time. It's like putting another brick in the wall mm-hmm. every single time until that wall gets so high and so thick, you know, it starts to snuff out the life force of withdrawers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You start to see withdrawers. I saw a study somewhere that said, and men are traditionally taught to kind of suppress their emotions and some of that's changing, which is great. And I work mm-hmm. with Tons of female withdrawers, so you know we mm. could relate. It. We're not forcing people into one box, but just sure. as an example, a baby boy on average smiles over three hundred and fifty times a day. An old man, less than three. What happens over uh, you, a lifetime? You, every time you say this, it, my I just feel it in my chest. It's like yeah. that is so sad. Like that joy and exuberance is kind of stamped out of them. Well, to keep out the bad, to be vigilant, to keep out the message you're failing, uh-huh. you put up these walls and these protections that also inevitably keep out the positives and the longings, right? Those are two sides of the same coin. Our fears, our insecurities, our hurts, we only have that because the other side of the coin is our wants, our longings, our needs. If you try to keep out one, it keeps out the other. I also think you know, for the man who is the emotional withdrawer, 
and the sexual pursuer. Like, I, I think that if he doesn't get in touch with his emotional needs, I mean, how much more limited is he to experience exuberance, joy, intense ecstasy and pleasure in the bedroom? You know, his body has been conditioned to have a sort of things on medium. And then when pleasure hits, can he really enter it and have everything that he wants to have there? You know, I, I mean, maybe that is a place he has a little more leeway to yeah. do that. But I, I just imagine it's like if we're constricted one place, we're going to be constricted in other places. So now we see that in the best, right? Our best assessment, mm-hmm. right? That so many male withdrawers who emotionally who become sexual pursuers, they're really sexually focused on their bodies and the orgasm, but mm-hmm. they're still pretty disconnected emotionally from their body, you know, from their so, heart, from their and, hearts, and yeah, they don't have that expansion there. They might have physiologically great sensation yep. but we want it to be super expansive into their hearts their spirits into their thoughts you know so that the sexual experiences permeates them with a, a joyful positive yeah but even for so many of these s- sexual female withdrawers yeah right that same kind of stuck bind oh, that's so shut down shut down and in pressure mm-hmm. and you know who wants to have sex when you have all this pressure and feeling like you're going to let the other person down your body's not going to feel awake and you're going to feel bad about yourself <laughs> there's so many good reasons to want to avoid it and the mm-hmm. more you avoid it the harder and harder it is to want to engage in it exactly right so let's keep it simple this this message of failure that tends okay. to be the heart of the vulnerability for a withdrawer, mm. right? So the needs are going to be around listening to that failure, mm-hmm. right? What is the opposite of failure? Success. Right? Success, being wanted, being chosen, right? We're really trying to look at what do these withdrawers need? Mm-hmm. So if we think about what they need, they need reassurance mm-hmm. that they're successful. Like, you know, I think about this one man you know, is provided for his family in a really beautiful way. And I mean, even there being seen as a starting place, like, you know, you've, you've given your heart to us in this way. I see how hard you work. I see how much you want to give to us. Yeah. So, I mean, beginning a conversation, they want to feel like they're somehow or another good enough. They want to be understood, accepted, Acceptance is huge. A lot of withdrawers talk about wanting to be understood because that's what mm-hmm. feels safe. If you understand me, you'll you'll say things differently to me. To be appreciated, to be respected, a lot of withdrawers use, right? Oh yeah. That's a big one. But that's we, a big word. We want these we want these needs, right? To, again, the pursuer to see this is a verb. You need to be active, right? To, the, to have a need received, the other person wants to be strong in their response. So, you know, the need to be seen, to be fought for, to be told it's going to be okay, to be chosen, to be told you're getting it right, to believe in me. Like you can feel the power in these words, you know. And also so many withdrawers don't want words, because words and conversations lead to fight and conflict. Mm-hmm. That's why they're so safer of, in the body. They, end up, they want the hug. Mm-hmm. They w- hold their hand, mm-hmm. give them a kiss, rub their head. Like mm-hmm. These are physical signs that say you're not alone. Failure always leads to isolation. Mm-hmm. Even if they go off on their own, it's always leading to isolation. So we want them to experience their need so often is connection. How are they going to get connection? 
You're going to see them. You're going to understand them. You're going to touch them, right? How are you going to let their bodies know they're not alone? Yeah, so true. Touch can be a really powerful way to reassure the withdrawer, the hug, the sex. (laughs) (laughs) I, I like your example of they've bricked up. They're behind a brick wall. Mm -hmm. I I also think about it as this is a child part, let's say, who who needs to be fed. This one works for me, and they they starve the child. You know, it's like you don't, you shouldn't need comfort. You know, you should be a man. You should go forward. Or, you know, I have a girlfriend who withdrawing. You know, it's like, I, I mean, I have a sense that there just wasn't enough talking about emotional things in her family so that this tremendous need that she had was ever acknowledged. And so she just kind of bottled it up. And and then so consequently, they don't feed themselves. They don't ask to be fed. They don't even have words anywhere close to this. Like they, they just do grow up to perform, to get things done, highly organized, successful people, but inside lonely and hungry. Mm. I always want to connect with them first because they are defensive to start kind of pushing for that lonely place often makes them feel like it's their fault. Yeah. Yeah. So I love what you're trying to like, how do we get that place in honoring how they've learned to be in the world and this ability for withdrawers to like turn off and be calm under pressure? Like that's so important. We don't want them to lose that. There's so many settings where they need to do that. You know, you turn on the news and it's like, it can be a scary place out there, Yeah. right? This ability to turn off your feelings and run towards threat, like it's the best part of withdrawers. And we don't want to lose sight of that. We want to let them know we don't want that to change. They should be proud. They work really hard to develop this this ability to not be too emotional. It's how they feel good about themselves. It's how they get promoted. Hugely important things. Right. But if they're doing that in situations where they're scared and they have a partner who could help them, it just doesn't make sense to not get the help. Mm -hmm. How is that strength to suffer alone when that sharing could make you and your partner feel better? Right. And your partner would feel more connected to you. It's a win. Give them a win. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty. I mean, we talked about those three roads of connection, the high road, great sex, great fun, great engagement, positive emotion, the middle road, the grind, the logistics, the chores, the duties, and the low road, our vulnerabilities, our insecurities, mm-hmm. our fears, our hurts, which yours try to avoid that low road. Mm-hmm. And if you avoid the low road, you wind up losing a high road too. Right. Right. So, and they get stuck in all the work and none of the fruits of the work, you know, that middle road. So, there's a better way. So, let's come back and let's talk about actually how do these withdrawers go deeper into that place to listen to what the fears are saying they need and ask for help. Okay. Okay, May 20th is our couple's retreat. So great sex, great love. You can find it on our website on foreplayradiosextherapy.com. And we just invite you as a couple to come and join us on May 20th. It's Friday. It's all day. We talk all about sex. We talk about everything. And we do it in a way that's safe and not embarrassing. But if you come, you will have conversations you've never had before. Yes. So May 20th, again, great sex, great love. Please join us. Come on.
Speaking with certified sex therapist Lori Watson from Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. Lori, what is an intensive? So an intensive is 12 to 14 hours of therapy all in one weekend. And it's a way to really make fast progress on an issue that you've been stuck in. Maybe it's a sexual issue or a relationship issue. People will fly in maybe on a Friday and we'll do three hours usually, get them acclimated, kind of set a direction. And then on Saturday, we usually do four or five hours and Sunday morning, four or five hours as well. Compared to weekly therapy, I mean, there's just so much more you can get done when you have a chunk of time. How do people know if an intensive will help them? I do an initial hour interview to make sure that the candidate is suited for that kind of deep, long work. And also to make sure that I'm the right person. And for the record, if you don't choose to come in and see me, then you don't have to pay for that hour. Overcome the challenges in your relationship and your sex life. Learn more about intensives and Awakening Center's other services at awakenloveandsex.com. Okay, I want to reach my withdrawers. I want to reach my withdrawing clients. Help, help. Let's do it, Lori. So... We're in session. I'm going to get this withdrawal to try to re-engage and go into these places in need. The first thing I want to do, similar with that pursuer we talked about, is we need to make the fear come alive and come into the room. If they say, I'm afraid of failing, let's make that failure. Like, What does your life look like if you fail? Walk me into that fear. Right? Mm-hmm. If you fail, do you lose your partner? Do you lose your family? You're all alone. Like, wh- Where do you go? So you're saying if I come to therapy... You're going to make me feel worse. Yes. Because <laughs> the solution for pain You're right. lies in the pain. I know this is counterintuitive and we have to kind of slowly help the withdrawers buy in over time. But, you know, if I'm going to get them in this deeper place, we've already talked about a lot of this stuff already. Absolutely. Right. But this target of what they could need at the depths of who they are. I need to know that even in the first session, right? This is the mm-hmm. part that's guided my work as a therapist. So I want, you're going to be my withdrawer. I want you to go to that place, not only where you feel like a failure, but like play it out, lean into those fears. What would that mean about you if you fail and you let people down, right? Mm-hmm. Where you start to feel like a loser, like, you know, you, you don't even want to see this part of yourself. Right, but, and then I want you to, like, where do you feel that in your body? We want those markers. Where might you feel like a loser? Yeah, like in, I mean, stomach. Okay. Oftentimes. In definitely. their throat. People feel it in their uh, shoulders, yeah. right? Yeah. But we get that marker. Electric in their limbs, yeah. Definitely. Right, we get those markers. Not only does it tell us where it's embodied, but again, if they're going to share, we're going to come back to see if there's any shifts. And we want to make sure that the pursuer is in a safe place to respond. The pursuer, if we're going to ask the withdrawer to risk, we want that pursuer to be able to focus on the withdrawer, not to be caught up in their own stuff, right? So I want mm-hmm. to see green light, right? You, you're mm-hmm. good pursuer. You want this withdrawer to kind of take this risk. The reason they don't is people usually don't show up and get annoyed at them. Mm-hmm. You know, just staying in this room, can you keep your focus and be the one person on the planet who teaches this withdrawer's nervous system that there's a better way. I believe in your capacity, pursue it to do that. <laughs> okay. Right. That helps. That helps resource me. Like I the, need to resource yeah. that pursuer. And, now, and we, we are trying to resource you, pursuers, that this is one moment. It's a change moment mm-hmm. with your partner that 
It's kind of turn-taking. We know you have a lot of needs that are unmet. But when your withdrawer is ready to come forward and talk about the deeper places of need, this, you know, we want you to be ready for it. We, yep. want, we want you to be able to catch them and love them in this moment because even though it's one piece of the sequence, it's an important piece yep. that we all get it right for our withdrawing partners, like that, that they're seen here. Because that encourages them to be more vulnerable yeah. and to be okay with having need, which means they need you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we have this withdrawer. They're sitting in the three waves. Not only have they failed, but -hmm. the reason why they failed, it's their fault. That's what they hear. Mm -hmm. And they start to believe that's true. That's where the shame is, that they deserve it because they're a loser. Mm -hmm. And you can feel that in your throat, right? And your partner's in a green light and they want to respond. Now I'm going to say, Lori, close your eyes. Let's listen to what your throat says, right? This place you've never shared Mm -hmm. that you don't let anyone into. It's always needed help. It's just never been an option, but it's an option now. So what do you think might help you in this place? Mm. I'm expecting a withdrawal not to know. It's okay. Yeah, I don't know. So often. Don't get thrown off. But that throat needs something. Mm-hmm. Right? And this is where we're going to try to help them find their words. Do they need reassurance? Do they need touch? Do they need to be told it's okay? Will they be loved even if they failed? Mm-hmm. There's things in this place that we're inviting all you listening to try to put words to. Every one of us has something we need here. Mm-hmm. So some of the things withdrawers have told me. Again, I want you to just listen to some of these lines. And feel into them. Okay. I believe I'm flawed. No one has ever come to me in this place. Can you come here and tell me it's going to be okay? See how risky that is? Totally risky. Can't imagine somebody would want to do that. Right? The answer to this, they don't know the answer to this question. That's what mm-hmm. makes this. Uh, and if the partner doesn't respond, their worst fears are confirmed. That's why we want a lot of safety before we have you ask in this place. Yeah. yeah. No one has ever wanted me when I fail. I don't want me when I fail. Would you want me even when I fail? Mm-hmm. Woo! <laughs> mm. It's tough for me to see in this dark place. Can you come and find me here? Mm. I do not fight for me in this place because I don't believe I deserve anyone to fight for me here. Mm -hmm. Can you fight for me? No one chooses me when I fail. Would you still choose me knowing this place where I feel like a loser? I don't believe in me. Can you believe in me? I do not accept myself when I fail. Can you accept me? Again, you can see the longings in these places of fear and darkness. You know, when I was listening to you say these things, just like my body was responding, even though you're just telling me what you've heard. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like this part of me just wants to cry, wants to reach out and hug, wants to respond to this. Beautiful. You know, because I can feel the vulnerability. The ask is like 
way beyond something that I even want them to ask. You know, mm-hmm. it's I, like I cringe, like it's so vulnerable to say their f- deep fear and then say, could you love me here? Could you see me here? Could you come for me? I mean, it. I, I get it. I, I get how vulnerable this is. And that's the beauty of vulnerability of the mm-hmm. way we're designed. Right, it pulls people closer. Yeah. It's the being closer. It's the connection that comes. That's the antidote to this place. Right. It's like I do. It's I want to cover them. Yeah. You know, hold, Great image. hold them. Yeah. So when a witcherer says, "I deserve the isolation and to be left alone," mm. can you come, mm. hold me, and show me that I'm lovable? Mm. Right. This is the ultimate in riskiness. It is. But it's also the ultimate in transformation. Because when it pulls that strong response for the pursuer, it's like, I had, oh my God, I had no idea. Yeah. And now that I know this, I want to swoop in. And we want yeah. that active response. Like you said, right. I want to cover you up like a blanket. Right. Because like, this doesn't make me think less of you. This makes me think more of you. I feel like I know you more. It makes me feel more important. I feel more powerful. This is a win, not just for the withdrawer. This mm-hmm. is a huge win for the pursuer. Mm-hmm. To be able to be that one person who gets to see this place and gets to show this withdrawer what love really yeah. is. Yeah, to be asked for it. Mm. When, when I think as a pursuer, so afraid of being rejected, and now your partner is saying, you know, come to me, I need you. Can you see me? And it's like, yes, yes, I can, I want to, yeah. There you go. Now we want to see how that's taken in. Mm-hmm. We want to go back to the body. Right, if I say, can you love me in these places? I don't love myself. Mm. Right, and you're able to say, I can. That's easy for me. Yeah. Right? I, you know, I love all those parts. It makes me feel close. It makes me yeah. feel better about myself. And we're in that place. Right. We're engulfed. We become part of something bigger than ourselves. Yeah. It's like when the baby's crying and it's picked up. Right, Those two nervous systems merge. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the whole point. Of being here is that relationship, being in connection. This is usually one of the first times which drawers are experiencing connection in places of failure. Mm-hmm. Right? When you make that link, that's uh, like a mismatch experience. Their body's like, oh, this is what the pursuers are looking for mm-hmm. when they're in hurt and they want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. They're looking for this. They get a felt sense of success in vulnerability. Right, which is now it's a lot easier for their nervous system to know how to give it to their partner. Exactly. It's so reciprocal at that point. Love wants to give back, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Love wants to give back. So we want to go back to that body and you feel your throat right now, Lori, where you feel like a loser. And you shared that, that mm-hmm. enactment, right? That's the power of what we're trying to get mm-hmm. people to do. Not just listen to information. We want a new experience mm-hmm. to listen to your throat, to turn mm-hmm. to your partner and say, in that moment, right before I go away, I actually feel like a loser. And now that I'm listening to my throat and I feel like a loser, it'd be hard to imagine you would want me here because mm-hmm. I don't want me here. Mm-hmm. Can you want me here in this place? And you ask. And your partner swoops in, gives you a big hug and says, I do. It's going to be okay. I want you. Even if you fail, it's going to be okay. Right? And you take in that hug. I want to check back in with that throat. How's it doing? Yeah, it feels good. Like I drank in some love. It's soothed. 
Love went down like whiskey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it feels good. <laughs> A little shot of whiskey there. <laughs> I'm feeling hot and good. Yo, listen, there's no shortcuts here. Mm-hmm. You can't coach a withdrawer to emotionally engage. They have to tap into their own emotions, share it, and experience success. Mm-hmm. There's a really clear map on how to do that. And there's a ton of research that says the benefits. Don't belis- listen to what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Right? Listen to your own experience. When your body, when that throat shifts from constricted and tight mm-hmm. and scratchy to calmer, mm-hmm. warm, and relaxed, you're yeah. a different person. You're mm-hmm. in a different relationship. Yeah. And that changes the relationship. These these moments that you've just described are relationship changers. I mean, once we have success, it, it sets a new pattern in our brain for a new way of being. Mm-hmm. It isn't, I mean, yeah, we may fall down again, but one change moment that goes well actually changes everything in the relationship. It sets the course again. And this, uh, these moments have the power to light up the New York skyline, mm. right? When we're loved for getting it right, that's cool, and we need that in life. But when we're loved, when we get it wrong, that's actually the most powerful love there is yeah. and the most important. So true. And when withdrawers get that, the world's a better place. They become a better partner. The pursuer feels more empowered. There's so much to gain by listening to our fears and our insecurities because they tell us what we need. And if we get what we need, it changes the game. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Keep it hot. Hey, don't forget to check out uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay. It really helps us to support the podcast and keep delivering free content. Thanks so much. Call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by 4Play Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.